want to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Hello and welcome to another episode of Heart Empowered Women Radio. I am Clarice Connolly and I am a women's empowerment coach in sunny San Diego, helping women worldwide to really uh, work on creating the life that they desire, like working with women who are struggling with self-esteem, who are living life without a clear purpose and, you know, are just ready to reinvent their life and how it's going and excited to take that on. And today I have my wonderful Shakti sister, Sage, joining us. And I, I wanted to switch this up a little bit. Normally I feel like I know what I'm talking about and I'm into it. And today, you know, I might have I might be on the other end. So listener, this may or may not be more fun. But today I want to talk about minimalism. It's something that I am so intrigued by. I'm always very... I, I mean, I guess I'm in the middle of the road. I'm not really the, as, the, as on the far end as I used to be, but I'm definitely not a minimalist. So I brought the most minimal per- <laughs> minimalist of a person. I don't even know how you say that because I don't want to say minimal person. But <laughs> that sounds offensive. I know, right? Uh, that I know. And Sage, we're going to just jump in to minimalism. Uh, I know that it's a catchy thing. Everyone's talking about it. The tiny house movement. Um, how would you describe like minimalism? Like what as a minimalist, how do you put that into words? Like, what are we talking about today? Hmm. Um, I guess there's a few different things that come to me. I mean, one, my family of origin definitely kind of like gave me some beliefs about what spaces should look like and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that story and blah, blah, blah. But I think the bigger part of it for me is the connection to, like environmental work and sustainability and also community building, which mm-hmm. I feel like isn't generally like the main focus when you're talking about minimalism. It's really just about the number of things you have and not really the way it cultivates community and how you're, you know, like giving back or honoring the earth through doing those things. Yeah, I really like that piece. Like I really feel like the giving the, like the creating community. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always very intrigued because I'm like, that's not something when I think of minimalism. I'm like, oh, yeah, for me, I'm on the spectrum of like, I like the learned behavior piece because my mom is definitely one whom um, <clears throat> maybe gets halfway through a product and is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to run out soon and mm-hmm. then buys another, if not the same or similar product. And like growing up just having you know, dressers full of maybe half to use bottles or, you know, switching back and forth through products. Right. Mm -hmm. And some, somehow, I mean, I don't know how it happened. So weird. It's so weird. You know, I have like shoe boxes, um, or Tupperware containers full of some products that aren't, you know, (laughs) uh, that aren't all the way used. 
And, um, you know, it's not until I like start thinking about moving that I'm like, when did this happen? And so for me, like the minimalist thing is just like, man, if I just was a minimalist, (laughs) I would have less things to move around and I would have less, you know, um, belongings. Mm. And then I get stopped, you know, it's like, ah, you know, the daunting thought of like, man, when you start looking in all the corners, you really find more things (laughs) that you really didn't actually remember that you had. And so I think that that's why, um, you know, I really wanted to bring this piece to it because when I think of minimalism, for me, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to let go of things. And it's kind of foreshadowing or it really kind of taps into like the peace or belief of like, why not let go? You know, what's attached to that? And I think for me, oftentimes it's like scarcity. Yeah. So I want to really share with you today, like, you know, how can you get to the root of it? Right. Because I know that it's all about like, on the magazines, like how to become a minimalist or like, how, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the excitement or the appeal to it or maybe the catchy catchiness of it. But it's, it's really about too, like the mindset. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, I think that's why I bring in like community and environmental work. Um, especially because it's, I mean, yeah, those things are mentioned, but the important piece of that is like cultivating a different mindset and mm-hmm. the root of why people may hoard or like really just like collect things and you know sometimes that can be healthy and sometimes there can be a story that's behind that motivating a bigger deeper maybe more um scary thing to look at and Mm -hmm. yeah scarcity is definitely like Mm fear-based absolutely and so it's really cool like what would you say is what would you say is like almost like the perks or like the benefits like of being or becoming or working on minimalism like lifestyle? Um, physically, it's really nice because just I think visually, I guess, is the better word. Um, aesthetically. Aesthetically, yeah. It's neat and it's cute and it's, you know, whatever. But then there's all these other pieces around like value and everything that I own at this point has like a really significant value to me. Like if mm-hmm. it, if I don't care about it that much, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to take care of it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to make sure it survives. You know, I'm I'm not going to, you know, like hang it up after I wear it. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. it on the floor and not really worry about what happens to it. And so the things that I have now, I mean, you know, on the other end, you can get too attached to things. But I think there's like a healthy attachment of like, I really care about this thing. So I'm going to try to preserve it. And everything is in good condition. Like, that's just a separate effect that I've noticed. Um, And it makes me a lot more willing to, like, ask for things from other people to share resources and to be um, just, like, using the things that are actually available within my home. Um, Yeah, reaching out rather than needing to physically own it myself. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole other piece of ownership and what that looks like and how sharing can be done in community with resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that piece too, like touching on ownership. Um, It really kind of makes you feel like, um, like, like the consumer, Mm-hmm. the consumer mindset where it's just like I have to feel self-sufficient or I have to have yeah. all the things so that I feel <clears throat> equipped or it's like you know 
I only feel successful when I have all said materialized items that mm-hmm. make me feel like I'm I have it all. Yeah. And I there's that piece behind that that's almost like you have everything that you already need. Mm-hmm. You know, you touched on that earlier. And so I really I really want to like just challenge that. And it's, you know, maybe not going to happen over a podcast <laughs> and maybe you just take this and chew on it for an hour and then that's it. But it's like, you know, how can you really just deep dive into this in kind of a different way? And even, you know, again, by the end of the segment, just kind of like what are some things that we can try and take away and maybe, you know, with the momentum, like it actually creates like a long-term shift. But that for me is like one of the pieces that it's like, you know, how can you feel like you are alone are enough that you don't mm. need the high-grade blender or kitchen <laughs> equipment that they're selling and pushing and and with the holidays coming around too it's like how in your holiday wish list or holiday gift giving can you kind of reconsider your choices or maybe Mm. the things that you would have once decided like this is what I need to get that person even though it's breaking your bank account and it's a just because it's the newest edition or version or whatever right so I really like that piece of like you know, you have everything that you need. But I think most importantly is the community. Mm-hmm. Do people talk about the effects of becoming a minimalist? Because you have to, like, lean on community. Yeah. yeah. It's like we don't have five vacuums in our house because there are five people. We have one and we share it. And mm-hmm. that can be extended, you know, past household appliances. It could be really anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, and I know I mentioned before, but I live in a house with eight other women and we have all come from different walks of the earth. And, you know, in that we've left some things behind and I know I donated like 80% of my stuff and moved in with a suitcase and a box full of bottles, but, <laughs> um, of like detergent and cleaner and not alcohol. But, uh, I think that that's, um, just to clarify. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I think that that's a huge piece is like you may not live in a community style house, but you may live in a neighborhood or in a physical community. So while, you know, you could have a vacuum and live without a blender, like how can you go across the street and practice asking your neighbor like, hey, I want to make pancakes. I'll bring you some pancakes if I could borrow your pan- you know, your mm-hmm. pancake blender. I was just going to but regular <laughs> blender. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't even need to barter. But <clears throat> I love that that almost instills this opportunity to create more connection mm-hmm. with people, whether it's inside your household or outside of your household in your neighborhood and creating relationships so as to build community that mm-hmm. way too. So I, I really... Can't wait to dive into this more. This next segment, I really want to dive in to why is it hard? Like what makes minimalism hard? Talking about community, talking about the scarcity mindset, talking about, you know, beliefs that really don't actually serve us and that are the things that are in the way. Mm-hmm. And cracking open, like what are some what are some alternatives? Like what are some ways that we can combat that and really get ahead of it or just even shift it just a little bit um so tune in we're gonna dive into that more and really just kind of give you some food for thought so that you can see maybe minimalism is achievable and maybe it's not so hard like they make it and it's more than just clean places tiny cute homes (laughs) and 
four pieces of wardrobe. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. On the Internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by D. DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coach's training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coach's Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. In the military, things can change in an instant. The Navy Mutual Aid Association, we understand because it's our life too. That's why our dedication to serving the life insurance needs of our military veterans and their families is unrivaled. Navy Mutual offers superior life insurance protection without military service restrictions and limitations. A single focus on providing the peace of mind military families are looking for. That's what we do. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Call 800-628-6011 or go to NavyMutual.org. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Hello and welcome back to another segment of Myself and Sage. Sage and I. Forgot. <laughs> yeah. It was grammar. It trips me up every time. We just go straight into performance. 
Um, so this segment, we really want to jump into, you know, historically, why is it hard? Um, and, you know, leave you feeling empowered. Like, hey, these are some places to start and they are hard. And, you know, I'm sure you know or experience it. And these are the daunting things in the way. But if we kind of like break it down and debunk it or you know, just take it to the point where it's like digestible. You can kind of see that it's like really not as hard as we tend to um, make it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like I catastrophize a lot of things when I'm just like, oh, it's overwhelming. Oh, I can't do it. And, you know, when I get my hand held by women such as Sage, it's like, oh, actually, this isn't really so daunting. I just kind of blew it out of proportion. So, we really want to, that's the intention for the segment is just jumping into historically, why is it hard? And, you know, if you can listen and just hear the opportunity in it or hear the possibility in it so that you can see that maybe whatever angle you're looking at it or, you know, idea you have, you can kind of break that up. So the the first place we kind of want to jump into is is the scarcity part. I think that for me is the hardest. Um, I really, as I'm transitioning from desiring to live in San Diego and moving to Portland, I'm like, okay, you know, what am I going to need there? Right. So I have this like, man, my closet's getting a little full. I'm running out of hangers and I want to start getting rid of things, but I'm like, Hmm, I, who knows what I'm going to need there. I'm not really familiar with the weather. It's going to be a lot more rain. And I start to like, maybe I will save it because, you know, I'm going to need 15 scarves. It's a scarfy kind of place. Uh, And then I, you know, I get stopped and I'm kind of like, oh, man. And I'll just start making excuses for everything. Like, you can never have too many undershirts. In Portland, it's all about layering or in cold weathers. I don't know about Portland lit, but... So I, I know that that's present for me. Um, and, you know, then there's these places where I'm like, oh, I'm almost out of lotion. <laughs> I should go get more lotion. And I'm like, man, when did I become my mom? <laughs> and it's like funny because I'm like, nope, I'll just wait until I run out and then I'll, I'll go get something, you know, and I practice little things. But it's like, oh, next thing you know, you have a Tupperware in the basement filled with <laughs> miscellaneous <laughs> medicines and things where you could just easily ask a friend so you know do you use the word addict or like do you is that like a thing you use on the show yeah okay so like i think what's coming to me in that share is that like how um you know like nice and like that thought is super just like oh it's pleasant like you know i just i just need this thing you know Mm -hmm. it's it's like Mm -hmm. docile there's no like hidden dark motive or something you know but like that is the way that our addict gets to be really sneaky because they can like talk to us in this way that feels like really rational and Mm -hmm. like really just important yeah and that breeds the scarcity mindset of just Mm -hmm. being able to rationalize why a certain thing is okay the way it is Mm -hmm. and that's you know can be a totally bigger concept but when you're speaking in terms of minimalism it's like yeah, it's super easy to rationalize having 15 bottles of lotion because, like, why not? You know, I might need it sometime. But yeah. the root of it is a fear of not having enough. Yeah, running out. Fear of running out. Like, oh, man, does it stink to not have body lotion? <laughs> 
And, and totally. And I think that that's, um, and that's the thing. That's the thing that's like when I break it down and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I live four minutes from a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and you get to see like, uh, when I moved into the house, I got rid of all my clothes and I literally had just a suitcase and it was just like awesome and so liberating. And I did so good. And, you know, it's been a year and a half now and it's like, how did my closet get full again? <laughs> and mind you, I still, you know, probably much less than more people, but I am like, man, that's, that's snuck up on me. And, and so it's funny because we have a lot of people that come to donate uh, yeah. clothes and it's like, you know, when you let go, it's really kind of magical how like things just show up at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. I mean, figuratively and literally for us, but in, in life in general. So I think that that's a place to like practice, like how can you let go maybe even of a couple of things and notice like what, what appears from that or what, you know, you get gifted with or the opportunity. I think, yeah, within that, I mean, and honestly, I'm still struggling with this um, ownership piece around like, like clothing, like you're saying, like, okay, so I've accumulated this new amount, <laughs> like this larger collection of clothing, like where did that happen? And there is this piece around ownership where it's like, I, I don't I don't totally always feel comfortable with um, like sharing my clothes. Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always want other people to like take my stuff because I'm like, wait, am, am I going to get it back though? Like how, you know, what does that process look like? Are you going to return it by 12 tomorrow? Like, yeah, is it going to get ruined? And, and there's like even an element of trust in that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um when you expand the model of ownership and possession to community sizes and there's a collective community that agrees to honor and respect the mm-hmm. things that are mm-hmm. are shared within the community that cultivates trust and that allows the principle of ownership to kind of be debunked into mm-hmm. Like, this is a shared thing. Like, mm-hmm. we can all share the one, like, flannel or whatever because it's San Diego and we don't all need ten flannels. Ten flannels. Don't need ten flannels. And, yeah, so I think that piece has been really hard for me still. Like, even the other day, um, um, a woman from the home asked me to use my these chairs that I brought from my apartment that I lived at and in, in one of the little back cottages and my initial reaction was like, no, you can't use the chairs. They're mine. Like, they, they need to go in my room. But I don't mm-hmm. have room in my room to put these chairs. So, yeah, sure, take them and go put them in the cottage for other people to use because I can't use them right now. Mm-hmm. And just allowing that, yeah, to expand a little bit more. Yeah, I love that. And, like, that's something that I wouldn't have thought of either. And then the other piece I think that really stands out to me as really hard is um, breaking up the, like, almost like the origin behind it. Mm -hmm. Like the conditioned beliefs around community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of, like, you know, in school, in history or whatever, we're talking about individualistic cultures versus, like, community-oriented cultures. And more and more common now are individualistic cultures and that breeds like capitalism and that breeds like, you know, need for possessions. And, um, yeah, there's just this way that if we can shift to a community oriented model, 
um, we can be a lot more open with sharing resources. Mm-hmm. And that can look like anything, any kind of resources, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking when I went to New Zealand how, you know, I'm now conditioned and used to living in community, whereas my aunt, mind you, is maybe 55, um, you know, has been living alone for, I don't know, 20 years now, mm-hmm. um, was just very... It was just interesting to just see her like, oh, I just want my own space or like, oh, I just, you know, and Mm -hmm. and even in the kitchen, I'm like, we don't actually need to go buy food. Like we can just ask people if if we can drink some of their milk or whatever Mm -hmm. it was because they're also too like traveling or in transition. And it was interesting. Like it's just, you know, it's it's not young age versus old age. I'm sure there's other transitions, but just just being the observer of mm-hmm. how it's it's it takes some work. And I think that the other place too, you know, we had talked about before is just like the boundaries. Yeah. I I hadn't even wrapped my mind around that, but I think, you know, if you want to expand a little bit more and then I'll riff off of you, but you brought it up and I just was like, "Whoa, I hadn't even thought about it." Yeah, I think a big thing that comes up for me is the ways that I've learned how to like be respectful and um yeah, you know, like just have been taught not to ask for certain things because it's not polite Mm -hmm. and the ways that we can break those boundaries down and say like, no, I am going to go ask my neighbor for this resource because I can, and they'd love to help me. Mm -hmm. I, and I love that too. Like I, I really want to emphasize and ride home with the community piece because it's like, man, like so often it's so easy to just be like, we don't have any friends or we're not connected to our neighbors. We don't have Mm -hmm. an excuse to know them or we don't know them or this is the way to build that. Like this is mm-hmm. the way to feel community is by, you know, having an opportunity such as like, Hey, can I borrow your vacuum in break the boundary of like, why would you ask for a vacuum? <laughs> like that makes you look like this or you look like yeah. you, you know? Right. And it's just like, why wouldn't that person be honored and elated to gift you the opportunity to like allow them to help you yeah like that just feels like i would be so elated to like yeah oh my gosh you want a cup of sugar i'll give you three do you want cookies too i just (laughs) made some they're amazing and like thanks for coming over you know and you get to like learn more about new people and expand like who learns and cares about you and, and grows your community yeah all in just asking and I just think that's so mind-blowing how, <laughs> how amazing. And literally, like, everyone can do it. It's that easy. And, you know, for some, it may be hard. So what are some ways that you can kind of look at some of the things we talked about and just kind of, huh, what would you be willing to shift? The next piece we really just want to talk about, like, what does abundance look like in the opposition of the scarcity and all the things that are coming up while we're talking about this? Tune in for the next segment. If you heard that sound, you probably are eligible for insurance from Navy Mutual, insuring the men and women of the Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here's what one policyholder, retired Navy Commander Thomas Dade, had to say. Navy Mutual is the best insurance decision I ever made. I wish you had a savings plan available that earned the rates my Navy Mutual insurance has been earning. Navy Mutual Aid Association, started by military members in 1879, serves active, reserve, and retired military today. Navy Mutual honors our military by providing them affordable life insurance with the features they need without fine print, sales fees, or military service restrictions. Value, integrity, trust, and stability are the cornerstones on which our commitment to you and your loved ones are built. 
Call Navy Mutual at 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org for your personal life insurance plan consultation. 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on Vin Village Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Welcome back. I am Clarice Connolly and today we have Sage the Great. (laughs) Sage, Sage the Great. Doing it. And we're going to just jump into like the opposite, right? We talked about the hard stuff. We talked about, you know, what is minimalism. And it's kind of not less about minimalism, but it's actually like all the really cool things that come with it. Um, And I think that, you know, we were just talking about like how do we dive in. And it's funny because I just want to sit here and like whine about scarcity. I'm like, man, but I like really can justify (laughs) the lotion. The lotion. Uh, and then I just kind of sat for a minute and I was like, man, I actually, I don't know the last time I bought lotion and I actually haven't had a bottle of lotion in a while. I, I'm, you know, uh, because I've, I've been practicing asking my roommate for some of hers and you know, this woman's got it down. She's got the best lotion ever. And so we just started having this conversation about, you know, maybe we just get a big tub and maybe we just split the tub and or we alternate who buys it and we just really just share. 
And um, it just kind of made me realize, like, ooh, even subconsciously I'm kind of doing it. Like, oh, look yeah. at me. Look at me. And then I, you know, I really get into this piece of, like, you know, I'm emotionally stuck in some scarcity mm. and just had this moment of like, oh, I'm done living this way and just felt called to like, I need to clean out my shoe bin. Like I'm noticing like I'm feeling shame around how many shoes I have. And it's like I like went home and was hell bent to like, OK, I went to H&M and bought $10 ballet flats like pink, gray, peach you know, all this stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to throw them away because I invested in um, some teaks, I think they're called. Mm. They're like $100 ballet flats. It's like these are high leather quality. There's comfort. There's, I have black and tan. So it's like, I don't know one outfit that I own that you couldn't just wear a black ballet flat or a tan ballet flat. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, oh, well, that's easy. Like I can, you know, I like shoes, but I maybe buy two a year. Like I'm not really like a two a month kind of person, but Mm -hmm. And if I just bought higher quality things that would last longer, you know, it's like I would have two of them, not ten. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think that mm-hmm. also ties into valuing our possessions mm-hmm. and willing to invest. You know, and it doesn't always need to look like monetarily investment, but mm-hmm. like just willing to invest in taking care of the things we have rather mm-hmm. than having, you know, a more disposable mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's part of... um like capitalism, I guess, you know, we, we've created products that need to be replaced. And the mm. more you're willing to invest in the good quality things, the more you're saying, like, I choose this better thing because I I just want it to last. I care about it and I want it to last. And this is a way that I don't have to buy so many of these things. Mm-hmm. And it, so even in purchasing, we can um, be aligned in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was some some sort of like the benefit to Economically? No. I guess so, yeah. Ecologically? Both. (laughs) Sure, go into that. (laughs) Do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think for me, another really big piece around um, minimalism is, like I said at the beginning, like the environmental work that's associated with it. So, you know, I'm really, like, as my connection with nature you know develops and becomes really deep I don't want to waste things and I don't want to buy a bunch of plastic that I'm just going to be recycling later Mm -hmm. like there's a way that my minimalism has expanded into like what resources do I actually need what is at the core of it if I switch from scarcity mindset into abundance how do I already have a lot of the things that I need and what, what can I go without? Like mm-hmm. there are, you know, we've for thousands of years existed without blenders or like without, you know, just like random little things that we now have access to that are luxuries that are amazing. And in what ways, like, can I be more respectful of resources and invest in things that last for a long time or Mm -hmm. I only need to ever buy one Mm -hmm. if I do have to buy it over and over again is it really worth buying over and over again Mm -hmm. and yeah so just kind of like having more mm, like contemplation I, I guess about it you know not just mindlessly buying things and if it is something you need to buy over and over again like food like that is reasonable and you need to do that and 
you know, what ways can we see abundance in even that cycle? Mm-hmm. And I, I was even thinking of clothes because I know um, that may or may not be like a big thing. That's pretty common is I, I think of, um, you know, how creative mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. being a minimalist can become because, you know, I notice I want to buy more plain and simple. Like I bought a, a black dress mm-hmm. and um, it, it's funny because it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a plain black dress. But then it's like you wear a nice scarf. It looks casual. You wear a piece of jewelry or three different types of piece of jewelry. Like you can make it look any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like And how awesome it is that you get to be so creative because you can – mix and match things or throw things together and it, it became it becomes like a whole different outfit mm-hmm. and it kind of for me taps on like every time I ever wanted to purchase a new new item or new outfit or something it's like I'm not feeling enough mm-hmm. or I'm not feeling good enough or I'm not feeling hip enough mm-hmm. or right so it's just like you know where can you sit with that in mind that mind of abundance mm-hmm. I tried to put that all together in one <laughs> And, you know, know that you are enough and that no matter what you wear, you're still enough. Yeah. And and that even paralleling that there's like functionality, just like even, you know, in a very basic sense, like your black dress gets way more use than one dress Mm -hmm. that's very specific and Mm -hmm. can only be worn Mm -hmm. to one place. Like that's such a good point. too. There's a really big connection to like versatility and the way the multiple ways you can use one thing rather than having six different things for six different mm-hmm. practices or yeah whatever you're doing. that that makes me think of like seasonal like oh these colors are in for the spring mm-hmm. but then you only get to wear it a couple times in the spring and then it's like <laughs> these are only winter colors yeah you know and then i'm not saying like i'm definitely not saying that i know what i'm talking about that like anything i say is like you need to go follow this and do this. It's like the food for thought. Take it or leave it. We're looking to just like plant some seeds, you know, kind of break it down so it's like digestible and like you can hear some things. And it's like I'm not saying like please go go buy gray, black, and cream uh, and that's all you can wear, right? Like add your own flair, your style, like add your own, like whatever it is. Um, and like there's no shame. Like it's just like this is take it or leave it. This is like, hey, if you're interested – you clicked on the link, you're in, you know, you're curious about minimalism um, or you just want to learn what to millennials think about, <laughs> you know, minimalism because it's, it's not as scary. Like it's, it's not yeah. as daunting. It's really, you know, I think you could feel intrigued by the community part. You could feel intrigued by like, oh, versatility and, you know, or just learning that like, hey man, it's about breaking up like an old, old way of thinking. Yeah. Old way of thinking. And, you know, if you're anything like me and, you know, have this false sense of wanting to master my mind, like it's like, how can you like switch your beliefs? Like how mm-hmm. how can you practice? Like when you're in an emotional state and you're wanting to let go and move energy, like, you know, the purging of clutter and things that you're carrying around is actually really liberating. It's like you actually get to physically and emotionally work on the things that you're stuck on. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of that that phrase, as without, so within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just being able to reflect what our personal surroundings look like and how that reflects what internally is happening for us. Yeah, absolutely. 
And it's it's really kind of funny because, again, like emotionally struggling with some scarcity, uh, time scarcity to be specific, you're just kind of, it's funny because I'm just looking at more clutter. I'm like, man, (laughs) when did I start filling the decorative boxes I found? Like they used to have nothing in them. And all of a sudden, you know, and then the bookshelf is like spilling with books. So it's like, I have everything I need. And it's like, because I've passed almost like a kidney stone, the time (laughs) scarcity, you know, uh, intensity, it's just kind of like, okay, well, it's time to actually like clear some of this out and make some of this room. And in that, I feel the abundance. Like I feel like, oh, I have an abundance of time. Like it's literally one foot in front of the other and I'm doing everything that I can possibly do. And like, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, wow. Time's like a whole different (laughs) subject, I guess. I know for next episode. Um, And, you know, just really just wanting to emphasize that there's there's so many rooms and ways to play with this. Mm -hmm. Like, this, you You know, just attack the beliefs alone and have all the same possessions and how much abundance you will feel just from like repatterning some of those things. Right. Exactly. And if it just means that, like, you know, you need to reassess your shoe situation or like you've carried too many shoes around. (laughs) Lotions or blenders, kitchen appliances, <laughs> you know, time. you can start there, right? Like it's like, you know, we're really going to jump in the next section with like tiny changes. Like what is a tiny way that you can switch um, what you're doing or what is a way that you can practice abundance with, you know, letting go of some clothes or what are some ways that you can see how you know, creative you can get when you only have, um, you know, six staple items, whatever it may be, right? But really just whatever fits for you like to each their own this isn't a one size fits all and if you know it's maybe just working on a minimalist consumption lifestyle then try that so next week we're gonna just hop into how can we try this on and what does that look like and what are things we can do today gotham books presents marriage rules by harriet lerner The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit HarrietLearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit BizVidCommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D Communications.com. Looking to be a successful entrepreneur? The virtual assistant industry continues to be a top choice for those looking to start their own business. The problem can be how to become a virtual assistant. Many turn to the Bible of the VA industry, the book, Virtual Assistant, the series, and it's the perfect guide for office managers, executive assistants, and other administrative professionals looking to make the transition from employee to successful business owner. Go to vatheseries.com to get your copy today. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. 
If you're in a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, then the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Olsher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many people get on the right path and clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step to realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting thereinventionworkshop.com today. No more delays. No more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to thereinventionworkshop.com today. That's thereinventionworkshop.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Hello and welcome back to Heart Empowered Women Radio. I am Clarice Connolly. I am a life coach in sunny San Diego who's helping women worldwide to really uh, break up their struggles with living life without a clear purpose and you know if they're struggling with self-esteem and really unclear of what they want in life just supporting them to reinvent their life now and and create from possibility and love and abundance and just with the abundance piece just wanting to like tap into like taking away or what can you take away from this podcast around like creating a shift in your life and whether it be temporarily or becomes you know the compounding effect of like if you do one tiny change each week what can that actually create for you and what will that make possible because you made the effort to take a tiny change and so I really want to spend this time just chunking this down like really you know where do you start like what would Mm. you say is one thing you could start today to do a little bit differently hmm I'm trying to think of like what did I do when I was first like kind of cutting back on all these things um I think something that's that could be really helpful I don't know if I actually did this but it could be helpful to kind of like do you know some kind of like pro con list or like cost benefit analysis like just like this um tracking more so of like what are the things you're, like, buying most? What are the things you really care about? You know, just, like, really um, taking stock of the things that matter to you. I mean, that's kind of a big task, but also just really, like, 
noticing, like just noticing, noticing, noticing. You don't even have to have action. I think the first step is just noticing what it is you're doing and having presence while you're buying things or while Mm -hmm. you're organizing or while you're, you know, decluttering, just Mm -hmm. like really noticing and being present to what it is that you care about. And when you hear your scarcity mindset come into play, like recognize that and Mm -hmm. noticing that is definitely like the first place to start to change any behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's, um, that, that put me straight into like our last night we went to the mall and it's Mm. like knowing myself (laughs) and knowing my scarcity mindset or knowing my pattern or behavior. It's like I had to give myself one hour. Like we were going to be there for one hour. That was it. I brought friends and you know, I kind of had to like verbally like, Oh man, there's a sale and there's a store like, and there's shoes, you know, and just kind of like, almost like bring humor to myself or like the lightness of like, man, I can notice how I really just want to jump into like buying more things. But like my bigger commitment was to like simplifying my life Mm -hmm. and to not acquire more things when I don't actually need anything. Right. And you know how it was easy to be witness, um, to, you know, allow myself like, Oh man, Sage, I really want to go in and check out those shoes. Like it just, uh, but there's 50% off and they never have 50% off. Right. (laughs) And it's just like allowing myself to feel that way. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's fine. I don't need to act on it, you know? And, and, you know, it was like really great to just have it like, yeah, but you don't need to go in there. And it's like, you know what? I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Um, like establishing accountability. Almost yeah. So it's important. like having accountability, like, hey, if your commitment is to simplify or let go of some things, like letting people know, you know, mm-hmm. creating some sort of structure, like, hey, if you know that you're a person that goes to the mall and impulsively buys, like letting people know, like, hey, I can only go for an hour. I'm only going here. And like, don't let me go anywhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for me, it's, it's almost like when I thought about when I had, when I committed to like, you know, really letting go of downsizing, uh, downsizing is a better word. Uh, I needed, a, I needed, I, I had to bring it to my coach. Like I was so stopped mm. gutting an entire room. That's it. Only a room. I can only imagine what a house would be like. Uh, and I had to put things into like, three different piles. Like I really had to start like, Oh, I definitely want these. These are a hard, maybe no, I can get, get rid of some of these. And, um, I got down to the point where it was like, I couldn't get through the maybe pile Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had to get coached around it. Like, so, you know, finding support, finding people who are minimalists in your life, finding people who can, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a coach, you know, there was a lot I had to sort through. It was like, I was having an identity crisis. Like, Mm -hmm. I held on to these styles of clothes because if I wanted to go be professional, I would wear that. You know, if I wanted to look like a San Diegan, I'd wear these. Like if I wanted to, you know, and it was just kind of like, actually, I know who I am or, Mm -hmm. you know, who do I want to become? And so I don't need to have, you know, the San Diegan clothes because it's like I don't need to look and be a San Diegan. I'm not (laughs) actually a San Diegan, right? Um, So just getting clear on who you are and like what you're committed to, like what your values are and what you want. Yeah, I'm just, like, having this funny, like, realization in my head of just, like, oh, yeah, like, just figure out who you are. 
I did kind of say that in like a, <laughs> like, and like, look, you don't have to do this alone, yeah, right? Like it's, there's friends, there's therapists, there's coaches, there's right. Like all of the, it's just interesting the way like recovery works or healing works. It's like all of the same principles apply. Like if this is something you're trying to work on, yeah, find the support, mm-hmm. figure out how to notice the behaviors that you wish to change. Like mm-hmm. be accepting of those pieces of yourself mm-hmm. and and like that can be applied to so many different topics and like we're talking about minimalism and I'm just thinking like yeah it's rooted in so much deep emotional mm-hmm. baggage mm-hmm. like we're carrying around all this excess excess emotional baggage like mm-hmm. of course we're going to be carrying around all this excess and like physical stuff yeah absolutely and how much is in it how much is attached like i yeah. i remember looking at my articles of clothing i'm like oh but my dad gave me this Steelers jersey from you know my 15th birthday and he like never spends good money on things and this was like an expensive thing right like so it's just like I don't want to let him down it's like Mm. not about the clothes at all I'm holding on to this thing of not letting people down so really just kind of being witness like if that's all you do is just notice like that's huge yeah right because when you plant that seed of you know awareness noticing really just blossoms like a whole different perspective. And that's, you know, really my intention of my podcast is is if you can take any seed from this and plant it and really just grow that, it's so powerful. It really, really creates long-term shifts. It really creates something that sticks so that you can actually, you know, have ground to stand on and really take charge of how you want this to go and be responsible instead of a victim to it Mm -hmm. um and just emphasizing the importance of having support whether it's support groups a a, you know a positive friend a coach a therapist you know whatever it is it's it's life isn't made to be done alone and separately Mm -hmm. like we have so many resources and so much at our fingertips uh you know listening to a book a podcast or whatever it is alone is a great start, but it's about action. So like what actions have you heard today that you can take on one time this week for five minutes, for 10 minutes, you know, for an hour that will have it go differently regularly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't know if this actually totally connects or not, but I think um, living life as sacred is Mm. kind of a main theme that helps me adjust to that that's awesome so great so thank you so much for being here thanks so much for sharing your insight the wisdom around this for sharing the possibility of having it going differently and so much that you can gain from even just tapping into this even a little bit so thank you listener for listening as well and joining in and we look forward to sharing more with you next Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, 
Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. <laughs> 